Second. I have a hard time tonight. I'm proud of those three young men and my little granddaughter who does cheer. <laughs> she, she don't play the game, but she does cheer. They're out there representing our church, guys. Do you realize that? They're representing our church. If I was to title tonight, it would be the eyes of the Lord. Young people, he's watching you, every thought in your head, everything. You adults, <laughs> he when he's getting wrecked almost, God was watching him. He's watching over him. Turn with me, if you will, to Proverbs chapter 5, verse 21. Let me get my nose straight. I shouldn't have folded that paper. I was hoping Sister Door would be here tonight, too. I'm sorry that she's not. In Proverbs 5, 21, for the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. What's that saying? He's omnipotent, omnipotent he's all-knowing, he's, he's everything. Young people, I want you to listen tonight. God is everything for everyone that's his child. If you're not his child, I pray that that you'll look and think and think very dearly. The last time I was here and taught about the good shepherd, God's still the good shepherd and he's still watching. Okay, let's go to our hearts in prayer. Brother Lee, would you please pray? Turn over just a few pages to Proverbs chapter 15, verse 3. Basically says the same thing, but it stresses it more. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 3. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. There's nothing that can be hidden from God. Nothing. He sees it all. He knows your thought before you say it. How great is God? How great is God? I sat yesterday under some trees. <laughs> Dear, I sat there and I saw leaves come down. And comes another one. I had an ant on this foot and a spider on this foot. I was sitting on the ground. And I sat there and saw a squirrel over to the right. Didn't see any deer but I saw God's creation. That leaf that fell, God's the one that put that leaf like that. 
That ant is one. God put it there. The spider, the same way. The squirrel, the same way. He's in control. How fathomless God is. There's not a thing that can get by him. Not a thing. The blinks of your eyes, the hair on your head is numbered. Even though it's getting thinner, he knows how many I'm going to lose this week. But he knows everything. God knows everything. Why wouldn't we immediately surrender to him? How can you refuse the one that put the whole creation here? How can you refuse him? I'm at a ball game, and someone makes a good play, and we're all going, yay, yay. What about in church? (laughs) I just ripped my jacket. (laughs) Okay, thank you, Lord. (laughs) Is this being recorded? Oh, dear. Uh. There's nothing that he doesn't know. You can't outthink him. You can't outfox him. You can't do nothing. He's God. Do you realize how big that is? They've got these gods of Baal and Buddha and Hindu and all these. The cow is sacred and all this. But we've got the Lord Jesus Christ. What greater thing in the world could be? And that someday when I die from this earth, I'm going to be with him. I was saved at a very young age. I've been in church all my life, of course. Dad being a preacher. You see these Amish programs where they go away and go to the English world and all that. I never did that. I stayed in church always because I loved the Lord. I was saved at a young age. I gave my life to him. I was a total surprise to my parents. I just buried my sister last week. She was 14 years old when I was born. She was a teenager. And here come a little brother that had to be a pest. We lived up here in Kansas till I was three. And I, Marlene, go toke, go get toke. There was a Back in those days, they had drugstores, and the drugstore had a soda fountain. And I'd say, I want Toke. I want Toke. I couldn't say the word Coke. And she'd haul me up there and bring me back. God knew. He knows everything. There's nothing that can be hidden. Go with me to, if you don't mind, Job chapter 31, verse 4. Even our steps are numbered. He follows every step that we have. What did I say? 31, verse 4. We're going to go through quite a few scriptures. I may skip a bunch of them because I don't want to go too elaborate into something. But in verse 31, verse 4, chapter 31, verse 4, do not or doth not he see my ways and count my very steps, my steps. He counts every step that I take. How great is God? How great is a man 
There's another man, he's, he's the Lord, my Lord Jesus counts my steps. Why am I worried about things when he's counting my steps, numbering the hairs on my numbering the hairs on my head, and I'm worried about something? Doesn't make sense, does it? Go over to 34, verse 21. Chapter 34, verse 21. I talked talk to you about he's the great shepherd. Well, he sure is. My pages are stuck together. Are you guys hot? <laughs> I'm burning up. And I turned that down. The other one over here quit working. I've got to fix the thermostat. So. For his eyes are upon the ways of man, and he seeth all goings. Whether you're saved or not, he knows where you're going and where you've been. He knows your attitude. He knows your thoughts. How great is God? How can you resist a Lord that does everything for you? And uh, I won't go to Psalms 34, verse 15, but it says there, His eyes are upon you, and He hears your cries. He listens to you. There's been times that I've prayed, and I didn't think it went above the ceiling. But I, brother made a comment this morning in Sunday school. There has been so many people that have been at this church that asked for prayer. And I have seen more prayer answered in this church. The little child that wanted to be adopted. Someone was sick. Cancer. On and on and on. God listens to this church. Don't think he's turned his back on us. He has not. He is listening to us and our cry out for him. Sister Carol, there's been so many people sick. We've prayed for people that for their salvation. And I do pray that God will answer our prayers on that, on especially the young people. And there's a couple of older adults that come. I, I don't know if they know the Lord or not, okay? His eyes are upon us. In Jeremiah chapter 16, verse 17, there's nothing you can hide. We go to it. Go to Jeremiah chapter 16, verse 17. Young people, I want you to hear this. I want you to listen. I, I don't usually pick at anybody, and I don't, but I want you to hear what the Lord is telling us here in the Scripture. 16, verse 17. For mine eyes are upon all their ways. They are not hid from my face. Neither their iniquity hid from mine eyes. All your faults, he knows. All your good things, he knows. You can't hide nothing. God knows it all. The fruits, if you go to, we won't go to it, but Jeremiah 32, 19. He sees the fruits that you put out. Whether they're good or bad, he sees them. He's watching. He's the illuminating eye. Okay? And that's not in a derogatory manner. 
What's the most deceitful thing probably in this world? Well, you're close. (laughs) Go with me to Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. What's it say? The heart is deceitful above all things, desperately wicked, and who can know it? And I, the Lord, search the heart, and I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. You say faithful. I'm asking you people. We've gone through hard times. We need a pastor really bad. But stay faithful. Let the Lord be taking the reins. If any of you rode horses, that bit in the mouth, we've got a bit in our mouth, and he's going to take the reins and guide us and direct us. How great is our God. I can't stress it enough. Does God have hate? Does he? Turn with me. I wrote that down wrong. I wrote it down as God hates 616, but I forgot to write what book book it was. Okay. Go with me to 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. When you get nervous, you make mistakes. Of course, I'm full of mistakes. Okay, 16, 7 first. But the Lord saith unto Samuel, Look not on the countenance or on the height of the statue, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For the Lord looketh on the outward appearance. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. For the Lord seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but God looks upon the heart. What did I say? God looks upon the heart. We only look at it how we dress and how we look. Oh, that guy, he's got long hair. He must be a hippie. Oh, that guy, he, he's, he's got a beard. He must be a a beatnik. Back in my days, they call them beatniks. <laughs> That's how old I am. We're beatniks. <laughs> no. You peg somebody by the way they look. Okay? That's our human nature. But God doesn't look that way. He looks on what's in that heart. God can see your heart. The heart is not just something that pumps that blood. It pumps and pumps and pumps hour after hour after hour, pumping the blood. What redeemed you? The blood of Jesus Christ, pumping that blood. But he also looks at your heart, your conscience, what's up here in your heart. He looks on there. He watches over that, especially his Christians. And you said, what was 616. Oh, I'm on Jeremiah. I'm sorry. Go ahead and read it for me, JC, please.
Boy, that includes a lot of stuff, doesn't it? This is what God hates. You know, all these denominations, God is love, God is love, God is love. He is love. But he also hates sin. And these are primary sins. Don't be guilty of them, okay? He loves also. Those are an abomination to him. I'm going to give you an example. Go with me to Genesis chapter 18. You said a lying tongue. Has anybody ever lied to God? I'm talking about in the Bible. Here we have Abraham. It says he's the friend of God. And he was. He was. God cherished him very deeply. He made nations out of him. Okay. Well, here three people come. One, I believe, was the Lord, and the other were two angels. And they come to Abraham, and they ask for a little water. And then he says, I'll fetch you a morsel of bread and fill your hearts or comfort your hearts and pass on, therefore, to the servants. And they said, so do so, as I have said. So Abraham, in verse 6, And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly the three measures of fine meal, and knead it, and make cakes unto their hearth. And Abraham ran into the herd and fetched a calf tender and good, and gave it to unto them, a young man, and he hastened to dress it. And he took butter, milk, and a calf, and he had dressed and set it before them, and he set it before them, and he set it before them. Did God know what he's doing? Sure he did. He was standing right there with him. And he set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, Knowing where she was at, I want you to understand that I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife will have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door. She's snooping. She's listening. Stood at the tent door. Now Sarah and Abraham were old and well stricken in years. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of a woman. Okay? She was old. She was 90 years old. Abraham was approximately 100 years old. That's pretty old to have children. But nothing's impossible with our Lord and Savior. Nothing is impossible. But guess what? Sarah's going to tell Fib. Just a little white lie, you know, just a little bitty one. God knows everything you do. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, I am waxed old, and I have pleasure with my Lord after being old also. This is her not saying it out loud. She's saying it in her heart. This is the example I'm giving you kids. He knows what's in your heart. He knows your intent. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Where did Sarah laugh? Saying, Shall I surely bear a child which is old, am old? He told Abraham first. Sarah laughed. Well, Abraham didn't know. But God knew. 
And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, I bear a child. Verse 14, And anything too hard for God? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time I appointed, we will turn unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. The Lord went to her. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. You know what the name Isaac means? Laughter. That was the son, Isaac. And the men rose and from thence and looked toward Sodom. And they were going to go to Sodom and see how wicked that city was. I'm, I'm going to stop that story. But Sarah lied to the Lord. When you say, I don't need you, God, you're lying. You young people, you do need him. You need him right here in your heart. How great is our God. How wonderful is our God, our Lord Jesus, who would die, shed his blood for an idiot like me. But God loved me. He loved me very dearly. He still does. If you're his child, he loves you. Okay, there's another time. I won't go into the scripture. Somebody else lied to the Lord. Ananias and Sapphira. You all know the story, but the young people may not know it. Peter came to Ananias and says, uh, Did you sell a parcel of land? I'm going to make it in the round. I'm not going to have exact words. Did you sell a parcel of land? And did you give the Lord his share? And I said, Oh, yes, yes, I did. Peter looked at him. And in my words, he lied. God took him immediately. You can't lie to God. Who do you think you are trying to lie to God? Took him immediately. His wife came in. Same thing. Did you sell parcel land? Oh, yeah, I knew all about it. Did you give to the Lord his share? Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. Abraham, I mean, Ananias is dead because he lied. And she died immediately also. No ands, if, buts, but well, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no, wait a minute. We'll, we'll give it to the Lord. We'll give it to the Lord. They didn't have that chance, did they? They died immediately. You can't lie to God. You cannot lie to him. You may think you can lie to your parents, to your friends. You know what a lie does? Young people, do you know what a lie does? It can... When I was growing up, we always sang, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words never hurt me. That's not true. Absolutely not true. You get lied about. You can't stop that lie. When we stand before Christ someday, he will stop that lie, and he'll tell the truth. I've had a lie told on me. Totally untrue. Anybody that knows me knows it can't be true, but it was told. I can't stop that lie till I stand before the Lord Jesus Christ. And he'll say, that was a lie. And that person that lied will pay a price. I don't know what the price will be. I don't even know if they're saved. It also says in the Bible, I won't go to the scriptures because I'm running out of time. It says you can't hate your brother. Do you hear me? If you call yourself a saved person, 
You cannot hate your brother. If you do, you're not his. You're in darkness. We're supposed to be in the light. But if you hate your brother, you're in darkness. Young people, same thing. Don't tell lies on anybody. Don't tell gossip on anybody. Don't backbite anybody. Don't backstab anybody. Because God knows it. And oh dear, sometimes the consequences. When I was, I don't like to chase rabbits. When I was a young man, I had a cousin come over. And uh, I had cap guns. And I played with the cap guns all the time. She came over. And she took my favorite cap gun away from me. Ah. Well, Dad come out and says, what's wrong? I hit her in the head. He said, what would you hit your cousin for? She took my gun away from me, Dad. Dad looked at me. He says, you know, you could have just kept your mouth shut and, not, and you won't get a spanking. But, Bob, I've got to spank you. So I took a whooping for something. That, it was mine, but she was a, you have to know my cousin. She would do anything because she'd get away with any, the favorite of the family, you know, how that goes. So, But I didn't lie to Dad. I told him the truth. I did it. I hit her over the head. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't laugh, but I could tell by his facial expression he wanted to laugh because he knew Sharon Lynn and how she was. But he had to spank me. He had to follow through. God has to follow through. Do you understand what I'm saying? He follows through because you're his child. If you're not his child, he wouldn't follow through. Let you go. Like today's world, Sin is rampant. I mean, bad. Commercials are terrible. Okay, I better get back to my lesson. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got 15 minutes. Turn with me to First Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5.16. First Thessalonians 5.16. I'm going to try to sum it up. I wish my nose wasn't running. Somebody catch my nose for me. Here's what it says to do. This isn't just asking you to do it. It's telling you to do it. What? Okay. I knew I'd drop it. Everything I do, I drop I always blame it on Carolyn. She's dealing with me when I drop stuff. <laughs> it says in verse 16, Rejoice. What did I tell you, Dan? You picked out two songs with the word rejoice. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean I've got to be on my knees all the time. No. Everywhere you go, Lord, help me. Guide and direct me, Lord. You're in control. Direct me in the right path. Put me in the right path. Pray without ceasing. Verse 18, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God. In who? In Jesus Christ concerning you. That's Jesus Christ. 
Who did he send? Jesus. To die for your sins. To shed his blood. My blood wouldn't be good enough. It wouldn't be an ounce good enough. It had to be sinless perfection. Christ died for us. First, go with me to Philippians 4.4. I'll start summing it up. Here again it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, he repeats it. And again, I say rejoice. He didn't ask you to do it. He isn't pleading with you to do it. He's saying rejoice. What What have I got to rejoice with? I, I lost my wife. I lost my other wife. I'm, I'm hated by some. What would I got? What do you got? You've got the Lord that redeemed you, shed and washed your sins away, not to be held accountable. Brother Cato, I love you in the Lord. But I don't think I'd die for you. I love my son. And I might die for him. My grandson. Natalie's not here. I would die for them. But you're a brother in Christ. Am I saying the wrong thing when I said I wouldn't die for you? Christ did it for me. Christ did it for you. What greater, how great is our God to shed his son for our sins. Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. Uh, Philippians verse 7, 4, 4 and verse 7. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding unto I'm sorry, my mouth is dry. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ. Rejoice, because that's what you've got. The peace that Christ gives. Oh, my goodness, what great peace. 1 John, chapter 4. <clears throat> we'll read several here. First, uh, chapter 4, verse 10, first of all. Herein is love. Not that we love God. Did you love God when you were born? When you were 14 years old, did you love God? When you were 20 years old, did you love God? I don't know your salvation, okay? But guess what? But that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. To pay the penalty. How great is God? Beloved, in verse 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. And if we love one another, dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Move over to uh, verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out all fear, without, call, without fear with half torment. He that... Feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. <clears throat> when I was 14 years old, I was in a young people's group. I may have told you this before. 
it was a new church to dad. And I went to this young people's group. And uh, a young lady came in, moved, and sat right in front of me. Yellow dress. I'll never forget that yellow dress. And the big hairdo. I don't know if you guys remember the big hairdos. She had a big one. And I had to go like this to see the, the uh, preacher. My heart was pierced. Didn't know her from Adam. Remember the last time I spoke to you, I wanted the young people here, let God pick your mate. Let God pick your mate. I think he picked my mate at that time. Didn't work out. Later, we dated all through high school. But when I moved to Oklahoma, separation, uh, my beloved father-in-law sent all my letters back to me. So I never could communicate, and they didn't have a phone. You kids don't know what it's like not to have a phone. She didn't have a phone, so I couldn't call her, talk to her, nothing. All my letters come back, go return to sender. Well, a couple of years went by, and she gave up on me because he was keeping hers away from her. And she ended up going somewhere else and got married. But anyway, to make a long story short, God gave me Justin's mama. Wonderful girl. I had to lead songs back then. And, and every Sunday morning, her, Barbara Buttress, would sing a special every Sunday morning. It helped the services so greatly with that special. The kids would sit and listen to the special rather than teehee in and stuff. God gave me two beautiful women. God's in control. He knows your thoughts. He knows your heart, and you can't hide. There's no hide-and-go-seek with God. <laughs> There's no hide-and-go-seek. Okay, back to the verses. Verse 19, we love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he's a liar. For he loveth not his brother whom he has seen. How can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he loveth God his brother also. Praise the Lord for, for his love. I said he knew everything, he sees everything, and he does. He wouldn't be God if he didn't. When I say rejoice in First Thessalonians, that's what we got to rejoice about. Your husband or your wife, your children, whoever does not love you as much as your Lord and Savior. He's God. How great is God? His eyes are everywhere. You cannot hide from our Lord Jesus Christ. You can't hide from Him. There's been times I heard a message at Claremore at the conference. And he went into great length on rejoicing. I pray that you will rejoice because He's done everything for you. He's given everything to you. 
Praise the Lord. Thank you for being God and for our Savior, Lord Jesus. Let's bow our hearts in prayer. Lord Jesus, I come to thee tonight.